down and faded away while the television droned and the pizza got cold. Macy came in Nana and Papa's back door. Her grandparents' back porch was a large glassed-in room, sagging with piles of stuff. There were broken china cups filled with beach glass. There were collections of knotty driftwood and yellow seashells. There were old bathing suits, hung up to dry when Macy was six or twelve, and never worn again because Mom bought new ones that weekend. There were magazines that somebody meant to clip something from, and lawn chairs somebody meant to repair. There were old golf clubs, and new fishing rods, and an outboard motor. Hot cinnamon smells drifted out from the kitchen. Nana and Papa were baking. Food was the centerpiece of their lives. They watched all the TV cooking shows and quoted the great chefs as if they were family friends. They greeted Macy with hugs and kisses and went straight to the crucial topic. What to have for dinner? Three cheese pasta, suggested Papa. Papa had very high blood pressure and cholesterol, but he didn't care. He ate whatever he felt like. He usually felt like eating a lot. No, dear, I found luscious asparagus in the market this morning, said Nana. We'll have asparagus omelets. Nana ate more than Papa, and together they made a very roly-poly couple. They were even fatter in their red and white striped French chef aprons. Asparagus, yuck, said Macy. It's tall, thin slime. Two sets of blue eyes turned on her. Two identical frowns beneath snowy white hair. You walk the dogs, ordered Nana. And we'll decide the menu, said Papa. Zipper was an old collie, tired and lame, and the leash was not needed because he would never stray from her side. Zipper liked to walk down to the sandy edge and sniff the salt water, maybe think about fish for a minute or two, and then totter home. Moose was a chocolate lab so large they had respelled his name from Chocolate Moose. Macy and Moose would fly down Shell Road, Macy more on the leash than Moose. If Macy didn't take care of Moose's exercise, nobody would, because her grandparents had pretty much surrendered on the exercise front. Macy took each dog separately, five minutes for Zipper and half an hour for Moose. Back in the kitchen, her grandparents were between cooking shows, and so they turned to their second favorite subject, what Macy was up to. We have to do a local history paper, said Macy. When Mrs. Johnson assigned it this morning, it felt like a ten-ton truck driving over my shoulders, but I ran all the way here, and now I think it might be okay. Tomorrow morning, we'll go to the library and dig for a topic, said Papa, waving a sifter. Flour dusted his face. Papa, I'm not that excited about it. Anyway, she said gloomily, tomorrow I have Saturday group. There was an expedition arranged, and they were to meet at 8.30 a.m. Macy did not feel like showing up. Saturday group was hard. Volunteer work was supposed to make you feel wonderful, but Macy just came home feeling guilty. She was not in a Saturday group mood. She was in a sleep-late watch cartoons, eat stacks of waffles, and do nothing mood. Nana rolled a lemon around the counter, softening it up before slicing it. Did you remember that the first beach bonfire is tonight? No, I didn't. Oh, that's wonderful. It's good I'm spending the night. 
Macy loved the first bonfire. It meant spring had come, and the window was open to summer. Long, slow, hot summer. Sailing and crabbing, picnics and relatives. Shell Beach was a crescent of sand and granite outcroppings with twisty pines and tawny marsh grass. Only people who lived on Shell Road could use the beach, but they hardly ever did. People paid a million dollars for beach rights, but they didn't go to the beach. They just liked knowing it was there. The little beach attracted debris, tree trunks and broken moorings, Clorox bottles and smashed styrofoam picnic baskets washed up. Every spring, the residents of Shell Beach would carry away the garbage and prepare the wood for a beach bonfire. Branches and broken oars and planks from hurricane-wrecked docks were piled teepee fashion, eight or ten feet tall. The teepee was...